We can talk about Dayball and how he's the coach of the year. Yes, he is. We can talk about Saquon, how he's probably MVP, if you know, probably the MVP candidate, leading MVP candidate this season. We, what we're not going to do is talk about all that stuff and not talk about how great Daniel Jones has been this year. Playing his way into a bag, he's pleased. He's gonna. He's extending his time here as a New York Giant with his play this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about Benchmark? They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They rep a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. This is his business, you know how they go. You playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bitch Mob ENT. We are back. This is episode 214 or 215, one of them. We putting out the content. This episode, what you can look forward to. We're going to talk about NBA. First couple games is back. Week six of NFL, looking ahead to week seven. We're going to touch on a little bit about Deontay Wilder and who he should fight next. And we're going to touch a little bit about, it might be a Daniel Jones apology tour on the way. But before we get into all of that, subscribe, like, rate us five stars, share it with a friend, share it with everybody. We got the full squad on tonight. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, debate your mother, sends me. How are you doing on this fine evening? Besides needing a cut desperately, because I'm looking at myself, I look homeless right now. But besides eating a cut desperately and yo, all right. I was shaking his head. Not glad you seen say it, bro. You got a cut recently? Huh? You got a cut recently? A few days old, but yeah. Yeah, all right. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was almost upset about the Nets game, but I realized the Giants are five and one. And I don't even care. So I'm still on cloud nine. Giants are five and one. That's more important. Miles, the beat. I was about to say the nation mother. Miles, smooth operator, Davenport. How you doing tonight? Good. Knicks took a tough loss today, but like Greg said, my team is four and one. Most of our teams in this chat are above five, four and two, my fault. Four and two. <laughs> Most of our teams in this chat are, you know, above 500. Oh, man. That's how you come in? <laughs> You knew, you knew you knew it had to you knew it had to come between both of y'all and the Bengals being three and three. You knew that is a crazy outcome to the start of the season, huh? It's crazy. Cincinnati's very own. How you doing tonight, Chris? Look, man, I'm not stressing either. We coming off a big time win, and I'm going to the game this weekend. Off the next two days, so I'm feeling good. Feeling good. NBA season is back. In effect. We got LeBron already saying, yo, I ain't got that much time left. Y'all need to make some trades. And obviously, looking at the Spurs game tonight, tank for women, Yana, has started. This is going to be one of the worst seasons in regards of tanking just to get Victor Wimbenyama. So far, it's only been a couple of games. 
what has been your biggest takeaways from the season so far? The, well, the Lakers game was an abomination. It was an absolute abomination. And, and I, it, it's not surprising that it went the way it went. I know it's early, too. I, I get that. I, we, we talked about it in the chat yesterday. I, I, like, I like bringing these conversations to the show because there's such good conversations in the chat. I feel like we got to bring them to the show, right? Because people, people want to hear about the hit of stuff. They want to hear our opinions about this stuff. So, I, look, the Lakers game, going the way it went, was not surprising. The Warriors are a well-oiled machine. They were going to get beat. I understand that to an extent. Uh, the shooting was historic level, historically bad. All right? And LeBron played a role in it. He, he didn't have a great shooting night, but he also had 31 points and 12 boards and eight assists. He did what he does. So, AD is still died AD. <laughs> okay he's he's something's not right there his, he doesn't make open threes it's very weird his his, his shot is there's no confidence in it i i don't i don't assume he'll be using the heuristic injury excuse this year so i have a hard time you know reconciling what's wrong with him shooting the basketball right now but and and russ played a good game russ, russell westbrook played a good game i, I want to get out and say that now but i i am the biggest critic of him so I want to get out and say yo the guy played a good game and I want to make that very clear to the listeners but the big thing to me is after the game obviously LeBron said about needing shooters or not having shooters and just not being being a really bad shooting team and him really firing that alarm saying hey it's time to make a trade because you know when Bron does that you know when Bron is doing this and the uh, you know looking around and doing that little shrug in the in the press conference is dead somebody getting traded that's his thing but <laughs> you know the thing the thing to me is Russ, after the game, in his press conference, I guess, told somebody that the hamstring injury happened because he um, didn't start. He didn't know what to do with himself, and he got hurt. He hurt his hamstring because he didn't start. And I just want everyone to realize that this is, Russ is not going to be compliant. We were seeing all these reports about him and Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham, like, you know, being on the same page and him being okay with to come off the bench and doing what it took to win games, and that's what mattered the most. I'm not saying the guy's a loser. I'm not, I'm not coming crazy. What I am going to say is he is not going to be a good, happy camper about coming off the bench. And he really is sweaty. That's, that's really what that meant yesterday. Oh, my hamstring hurt. See, cause I, I have a routine and I come off the bench. I don't even know what to do with myself. Listen, I'm not even saying he's not telling the truth. What I am saying is that that guy is not going to be happy about coming off the bench and he's not going to take that laying down. And he's basically, you know, remember, him and his agent parted ways because of the disagreement about whether or not he should be traded from the Lakers. That was the biggest disagreement. And that's why they broke, you know, they just went their different ways. They broke up. Russ still wants that. Russ still, still wants out. I, I firmly believe Russ wants out of there. All right. You can see it. he's not happy. Like Charles Buckley said on the halftime show yesterday, he is not happy being there. So it is clear as day. He's not happy being there and something's got to give. And I'm not saying it's Russell's fault that the roster is this bad because it's not, it's not his fault. And he played a good game, but he he's not a fit on the roster and the, the rest of the roster is horrible extending plink is a, is a criminal a war crime what's her name uh genie bush should be tried tried instead of a, a, a jury for extending plink that's a joke just just saying so some of my big takeaways from the lakers last night those are my biggest ones right there your thoughts please i'll give a dot i'd love to hear your thoughts either y'all want to go first yeah, you go you're the local lakers fan I like to hear his thoughts on what I just said. The local Lakers fan. Uh, <laughs> Russ, that was definitely a subliminal. That was a subliminal shot to let y'all know I'm not going to the bench. That was read between the lines. 
I'm not going to the bench. I'm not laying down easy. And Darvin Ham vouched for you. That was throwing Darvin Ham under the bus too, because Darvin Ham has been preaching and telling everybody how you've been, you're going to be a good soldier and you want to do anything and everything to win. And then you do that which is literally the opposite of what somebody that wants to win. And I think Pat Bell let us know too, basically his pop, basically saying, he's like, nah, y'all know, we all know Russ is not going to the bench. So everybody in the locker room know that's not going to happen. My concern with the whole thing that I saw with the Lakers last night, bigger than the Russ situation is what you alluded to. I've been watching the documentary. I know Miles, you've been watching it too, the legacy documentary. They still haven't figured it out in the front office because Jeannie Buss extended Rob Palenka, terrible decision, with what has he done to deserve an extension? And how did y'all think y'all was just going to recreate, reinvent the wheel? LeBron formula to win surround with shooters. <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't see any shooters out there. I, I, LeBron literally mentioned it in the interview. He's like, yo, we don't have anybody that shoots over 34% for career from three-point. So LeBron obviously was watching ESPN and saw the stuff that was on Instagram pointing that out. Jeannie Buss, Rob Palenka, Mitch Kupchak, whoever else is making these decisions, y'all absolutely suck. Literally, y'all suck. Point blank, period. LeBron is telling y'all, and y'all come out literally after that today, and they talking about, oh, yeah, we're not going to rush any change. We're going to take 20 games. All right, how about to waste another another great LeBron season? Because LeBron, he's going to ball out. AD, I'm with every Lakers fan. I was literally cringing every time he fell, like, ah, oh, is this the one? <laughs> is he going to get back up? Oh, he, he got back up. All right, cool. But I still have an issue with him. What he had? Five, six rebounds? Yeah, I'm ridiculous. Well, Russ took a couple rebounds from him. I'm like, damn, this guy's going real hard on the boards right now. So, <laughs> That's what Russ does. He's made a career out of taking, taking rebounds from big men. Ask Steven Adams. You know, that's what he's done. But he played well. I'm, I'm not here to criticize Russ on his play. I think he actually played a good game. I don't care about the air ball three. I don't care about that, like, whatever. He has to take them when they're there. That's just the way the team's constructed. He, if he's not taking them, who's going to take them? Seriously, I mean, it's just – it's it's not it's not, a, it's not an optimal fit, but he played a good game. It's just don't tell me that – and look, he, I, I want to I retract what I'm going to say because I almost said don't tell me he's about all about, you know, doing what's best for the team. In, a, in, a, in the right situation, him coming off the bench would make some sense, but in this situation, because of who the, who's on the bench and how just – Horrible. I mean, you know how bad it'd be as an NBA team to start Lonnie Walker. I, I, I can't. I, I, Lonnie Walker is talented, but to start him, you I know, they were going to start Reeves. I was sure they were going to start Reeves. I was sure they were going to start Reeves, or they were going to start maybe none. But to start Lonnie Walker, I, I couldn't make. And I, and I think they thought he would play good defense. He is. Come on, you haven't gotten Steph Curry. Are you? Are you out of your mind? He wasn't. He wasn't starting for the for the Spurs last year. What, what, what are we even talking about? It's so crazy how they could be this bad with LeBron James on the roster. That you know, is funny too about like LeBron James. Like it ain't like he he ain't know they ain't have shooters on the team, right? Like obviously it's not his call, but like he was waiting for that post post game conference, post game press conference because you know he wanted to say something because again he he's gonna create buzz around you know 
the situation. Obviously, they don't have shooters, so he he was waiting for that post game press conference to bring light to that situation real quick. Hundred percent. He's trying to put pressure on them to make a move, and it seems like they don't want to listen. And it's all some stupid nonsense of like we don't want to make it seem like LeBron has the power. It's not even a point of LeBron has the power at this point. This is not the best team out there Facts. for LeBron. It's just that simple. You have, LeBron. you have LeBron. Like, that's not that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Like, it seems like their mindset is basically looking towards next season of trying to get Kyrie and Draymond Green. But what about this season? Because what if, what if, because Golden State, what if they want another chip and decide, you know what, Draymond come back at a discounted price and he says, I'm going to stay. What if the Nets have a great season outside of tonight's game? They have a great season. <laughs> And Kyrie, they's like, yo, you know what? Matter of fact, let's piece it up. Kyrie's staying in Brooklyn. Then what? You left with re with Lonnie Walker? They got to make a move now. That's why the whole, you know, trading Russ is going to have to happen at some point. Because uh, yeah. you got to get something of value for him before he leaves next year, which, I mean, you're not going to be upset that he leaves, but I would revisit that Miles Turner, Buddy Heel trade. It's the perfect trade. Yeah. It's the perfect trade. Gives you more defense, more spacing. You yeah. got shooters. Like Miles Turner can shoot threes. Buddy Hield's already shown that he can do it. What's the holdup? Like, let me talk about those first round picks because who cares about those picks at this point? You're the Lakers. Like, you got you to gotta win right now. You got to get some respect back because I don't. They, they ran all up and down on ring night on the Lakers. So. You, it's it, it's you're trading for one of the best shooters in the world, in Buddy Hield. You, you know that that's the bottom line. And, and and Miles Turner can shoot the ball really well too. And he and he brings that to inside defense too. You know, when AD's having a bad night, if AD has to be subbed out, you've got Miles Turner. You can play around at the five. It's a perfect situation, a perfect trade. What are we even talking about? Maybe maybe even get a little sweetener in there with that with that deal, right? But this idea that you know those picks are untouchable. First first of all, I don't believe that. I think that LeBron doesn't come back and sign that re-up on that deal if the, the Lakers don't promise him that they're going to move those picks to make the team better. I think they, they have an understanding. I think they're trying to be somewhat patient with Russ and see if it works. I don't know why, but I don't, I don't understand what else they need to see. I've seen this movie before. I don't want to see it again. I, I think everyone can agree with that, and it's time to make that move. Like, if we can make the move tomorrow, let's make the move. We should be on the phone with Indiana right now to make that trade. Bottom line. But I will say this. Should that deal go through, I do not know where Russell Westbrook is going to play basketball next. That is the real, that's going to be the real storyline after all this happens. Cause you know, you know, damn well. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. You know, damn well. He blowing my, you got me cursing on the podcast. You know, damn well that Russell Westbrook is not going to end up staying, you know, at staying with the Pacers. They're going to, they're going to cut them. They're going to cut bait. They're going to pay it to pay him and they're going to move on. So who signs him next? Where does he go? He's coming, home. Come. He's coming huh? home. He's coming home. OKC. He's coming home. You. Uh, <laughs> that's the biggest insult to his basketball career of all time. <laughs> Man. I can't think of a team that would actually sign him. To right. Do, to do what he wants to do and start, I don't know where he would go because the teams that suck that will probably sign him are trying to tank. So I don't know where this man is going. <laughs> Where are you going? Your your career, like, your career is on hold. You know, he's gonna have the Carmelo situation, but the worse, he just won't be in the league for a minute. Everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, he should be in the league. He should be in the league." He had eighteen, seven, and seven last time we saw him. 
and people are gonna be like do you remember what we saw do you, do you not watch the game like do you, do you remember what we actually saw happening out there I don't know man it's gonna be a real weird interesting conversation to have when that time comes but hey man you know that's a big takeaway from 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 day one was that Lakers performance um that you know honestly the Sixers and Boston game I didn't get to watch too much of it Boston looked really good they scored a lot of but they, those two guys Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown went crazy you know so they look good they look like a championship team surprise surprise my biggest takeaway from that, and we can transition. My biggest takeaway from that game, if y'all want to say anything off of this, James Harden, I think, played that game trying to prove to everybody that he was the old James Harden, which I think is the worst thing for the Sixers. Because, all right, cool, he had 35, and I think eight and five or something like that. That's not going. <clears throat> it was a lot of possessions where we was back in Houston. The game was in Boston, but when Philly got the ball, we was back in Houston. It, it looked real red and white. You saw the raising canes outside. It looked very Houston-esque because everybody was sitting around watching. P.J. Tucker, was, I thought he had a Houston jersey on because he was just standing in the corner watching Harden. Yeah. That's not going to work for Philly. Athletes heart, like Harden don't listen to everybody. Y'all actually played well with Harton being like just facilitating. Get your buckets, timely buckets, and kind of play like I think Harton with this team needs to play more like Trey Young. Pick and choose when I'm gonna go score and then feed the rock. Last thing, and B. I don't know if anybody else watched the game. I know you wasn't able to watch the game, Greg. This man had players like my size guarding him. And he's trying to – Grant Williams guard him at one time. He's getting the ball at the elbow, acting as if he has handles and is trying to dribble in for, like, six straight possessions. Turnover. Need, need to put on the turnover chain. And B, he's too big. Why isn't he on the block bullying him? I, I couldn't understand it. And if this is how they're going to play, granted, it's one game, but if this is how they're going to play, we didn't pick them to win, but forget it. Like, and B not even gonna get MVP out here settling for mid range jump shots and getting pushed out of the paint by Grant Williams. Come on, bro. That's an NBA problem, an NBA wide problem. You're talking about when I saw you mentioned in the t- in the chat yesterday about him catching the ball high post and, and, and like not even like in the not on the block, not in the paint, not burying guys on the catch, just catching it the high post, the free throw line extended. Watch AD's possessions. It's the same thing. It, it, you know, Jokic does a lot of that too, but Jokic is actually good at burying guys too. He uses his size, he bullies people. He's not as athletic, so it's, it's just a smart play on his side. But, yo, I, I totally agree with you. I, I It's it's a real issue in the NBA in general because guys are so shot happy now because that's where the game is at. So you catch the ball, you turn it face, you think you're about to take a 15-foot jump shot. Sometimes Joel's taking step backs <laughs> and getting, taking threes, right? As big as he is. That's where the game's at. The game's messed up. The game's messed up. Instead of AD and, and Joel burying guys underneath the basket, catching the ball and just going up and dunking it onto like how Shaq used to do it, how big men used to do it, how they were taught to do it. It's a totally different thing now, right? And when they run the floor, they're peeling out the three-point line instead of running straight down the, down the court, catching the ball, going up for a dunk or drawing a foul, right? So the game's messed up. It, it, it really is. And I think that the Steph Curry evolution of basketball has ruined it for some of the, for the for big men in more ways than one. This is one of those ways. 
You know, I, I agree with what you're talking about. But, you know, with, with James Harden playing the way he trying to go revert back to Houston James Harden to, to prove a point, I think also with something you have to mention, I, I remember hearing um, Doc Rivers mic'd up in training camp and he was telling James Harden that he got to shoot the ball and be aggressive. He, he's getting these directions from inside the organization to be this, to try to be the old James Harden. He is no longer the old James Harden. He has completely lost his first step. It's not there. The, the speed of that first step is gone. James Harden wanted to have one of the fastest first steps of that, of that in between the leg cross in, in, in the league. When he was at the heat, height of his power, his first step was crazy. He was beating you every time. That is no longer happening. Guys are just staying with him. I saw Jason Tatum just staying there, right? Like, he's, he's still a, a, an incredible shot maker, and he can pick his spots and still be very effective, but he's got to be looking to facilitate. And the only way the Sixers are going to have any success this year is if Tyrese Maxey takes the next step in his, in his development and becomes that dude. And it can happen, but James got to fall back and take less shots. That's the reality of it. You can't have him trying to get draw fouls 50 times a game, taking terrible shots, shimmying on dudes and all that. All right, bro, it's okay. Relax, facilitate, get Tyrese the ball, get him be the ball down in the post. And everyone else will eat off of that, off of those actions. Those three-point shots will come. So, you know, they'll hopefully they'll figure it out. But honestly, I don't care because I hate Philly. And if you like Philly, I don't like you. <laughs> Bottom line. You're talking about figuring it out. It seems as so far up to this point, Danny Dimes has figured it out on mm. some level. Is he on the level of Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I would not go that far, but let's throw some stats out there for Danny Don. 67.3 completion percentage. He has a lower interception percentage than Burrow and Mahomes. He has the second highest quarterback pressure rate and is actually playing well, even though he's getting pressured a lot. And the most telling stat, he has four game-winning drives this season. Leads the league. Had that against the Titans, Panthers, Packers, and Ravens. And he is the most efficient quarterback in the second half. Is it time that we put some respect on that man's name of Daniel Jones? Oh, it, it, it's time. It's time. It, it's, it's finally happening. It's, and it's not happening in the sexiest way because there aren't a bunch of incredible weapons on the outside from throw the ball to. But I need some people to realize something, okay? We can talk about Dayball and how he's the coach of the year. Yes, he is. We can talk about Saquon, how he's probably MVP, if, you know, probably the MVP candidate, leading MVP candidate this season. We can talk about it. We can talk about him being the MVP. And I would agree with you. You can talk about him being comeback at player of the year. I would agree with you, right? We can talk about that. We can talk about how the Giants have the best coaching staff in football. I'd, I'd probably agree with you. We can, I, let's, let's, all right, we can do all that stuff. But what we're not going to do is talk about all that stuff and not talk about how great Daniel Jones has been this year. That's what I'm not going to tolerate. But I got people in my DMs hitting me talking about some, oh, it's your defense. It's Saquon. That's why you guys are where you guys are at. Uh, no, no, no. You don't get to five and one and have, I believe, what is it, three comeback wins this season without great quarterback play. It does not happen. And he's doing it without wide receiving help. He's doing it with no one to throw the ball to. He's throwing to me out there. That's what he's throwing to. He's throwing to Chris Johnson out there. That's he's throwing to Miles Davenport out there. And yeah, he, if, he, if he's throwing to Chris Johnson oh, out there, it'd be touchdown. All right, we both know better than that. This film that this film that that says otherwise. But we, we he is out there balling right now. He's playing great football, making great decisions with the football. No matter and no matter what situation the offensive the offensive staff puts him in, 
he is excelling. Bottom line, he's making great decisions. He was five of five on the final drive against the Ravens to bring him down the field. He's he's making plays. And Saquon, yes, like think about it. On, on these final drives, like you can't run the ball as much. You don't have much time. He is out here dicing defense up, making making good decisions with the football, making plays, creating plays, creating plays for his wide receivers, making all the right decisions. So I don't want to hear it, man. That guy's playing great football, and and we don't have to talk about this soon too. He's playing his way into a bag. He's playing it, and whether how big the bag, what what the caliber of bag is, we'll have to have a different conversation, different day. But he's playing his way into a bag. He's pleased. He's gonna. He's extending his time here as a New York Giant with his play this season. And look, with the rest of the schedule laid out the way it is, they're looking at nine and one in the face. They're looking at seven and three in the face. They're looking at at worst seven and three in the face. If they go two and two these next couple games, they're seven and three, man. This is a playoff team. This is this is a ten win plus team right now. This is where we're headed. So, and, and, and they're a real, they're a real team. Like they're a real like threat. Like they're not gonna win a Super Bowl, sure, but they're gonna get, they can get in the playoffs. Like that's what we're talking about right now. And the defensive line is crazy. Like this is a team here that really can be, has to be reckoned with. And Daniel Jones is a big part of that. And by the way, if you don't believe me, that's fine. Go listen to Dayball talk about Daniel Jones. Just do that. Listen to the guy who developed Josh Allen talk about Daniel Jones. He's in love with jo- Daniel Jones. He is. It, it's just the reality of it. The, he, he oh he's smitten talking about Daniel Jones talking about you know oh yeah he's, he led it to another fourth quarter win no surprise that's what he does like just he's talking he's popping he's popping his you know what for Daniel Jones he's talking that he's talking that that cash for Daniel Jones that's what he's doing so it's just important that y'all realize that Miles over here smiling all that stuff I don't know why he's smiling this quarterback throwing for ninety nine yards in like four games <laughs> so I don't know why he's smiling for all y'all do is run the ball I played the ninety five Bears eighty five Bears I don't want to hear it but Daniel Jones is playing great football right now. Bottom line, you need to yo, please, please give him his flowers. Do that. I hope so. He's yo, on yo. his second contract, right? Yeah, whatever. Year four. Year four. You 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 oh. said one thing that I can't let slide because you, you're backtracking on what you you agreed to yesterday. You said you said he out here dicing defenses up. He not you 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 agreed he wasn't dicing defenses up yesterday. Don't no come on here talking about he in dicing crunch time up. he is dicing defense in crunch time he's dicing defenses up. That's what he's doing. Is it the entire game? No, they can't. They they're not dropping back throwing that much because they're throwing a David Sills the third. Okay, I mean he's he throwing twenty seven attempts. I'd say that's a decent amount. That, you're right, but it's it's sprinkled throughout the game and it's mainly on those final drives. Second half they were making those adjustments and that's when they're really letting, letting him throw the ball a lot more. Because they want to get, they want to establish almost Saquon Barkley. I don't blame him. Hit home runs with Saquon. Saquon yeah. hit four or five home runs a game. <laughs> That's how good he is right now. So feeding the rock. I'm just saying, Daniel Jones when it matters, he makes plays. He I don't, is- I don't think anybody on this podcast is, is disagreeing with you that we need to give Daniel Jones flowers. He's been great at protecting the football for one this yeah. year. It, it shows in his interception ratio, his fumble ratio. He, he's been doing a great job in, in that aspect where he struggled in the past, um, but. Saquon is a huge part of those game-winning drives, regardless if Daniel Jones is quarterback. Saquon is a huge, huge part of those game-winning drives. You talk about week three for Daniel Jones, going back to week three, week four, and week five. How many touchdowns did he throw in the course of those games? You know, I'm like, I'm the top of my a big head, fat zero. A big fat zero. He had a three-game stretch where he didn't throw no touchdowns, bro. So I don't want to hear about Daniel Jones. He this Hall of Famer. He this great quarterback. Daniel Jones bro, is you see, three, you're not going to do No, 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 no. You go three right weeks in a row without throwing an interception, and you want to talk about him in the same breath as that interception, that's great. I think Get that, about I it. That. You're not talking about him that. in the same breath He's as without an interception, right, guys? I'm just making sure he said that. So I prefer you said without the interception. You said three straight games without an interception. He's gone a while. Excuse me. Excuse me. Three straight games without a touchdown. 
Three straight games without a touchdown. Hold on, I'm not going to let you three, do that. Week four not, and week I'm, five against the Packers. I am not going to let you do that when Daniel is out here throwing the ball to Drewski. That makes no sense. <laughs> Daniel throwing the ball to Drewski every game. Then there's no way that we can tell we can hold touchdown. No, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because you've been high on Wandell Robinson. Wandell hasn't played. Wandell just Wandell played yesterday and we and he threw for two touchdown passes, including one a.m. When Wandell played, he's effective, right? So and he's effective without him. The point is, on those game-winning drives, they're asking him to make big throws, and he is making big throws on those drives. They don't always finish with touchdown passes, but he's making big throws on those drives. He's doing everything they need him to do. And, I, yo, I, I, I just need people to get on the bandwagon before it's too late because by the end of the season, they're going to be singing a different song, I'm telling you, and he's playing his way into a bag. He's going to be here. Giants fans, prepare yourself. He's going to be here. Because when the Giants finish with 10-plus wins, you ain't about to go get no crazy. You ain't getting no no C.J. Stroud or, or, or Bryce Young. You're not getting one of them. And that's okay. Because this, this organization has proven that they, if you support Daniel Jones, like I've been saying for as for God knows how long, and the support hasn't even been that great. It's just better O-line play. That's you it. You for how long? If you support Daniel Jones, that he can be a good quarterback in this league. What I've been saying for God knows how long. We're, we're here. We're here. That's all I'm saying. We're here. But let's all just right. remind the listeners too that that you want to rust in the off season. I don't want rust in the. I don't want let's ride. I said you wanted I, you wanted I, them I to rust in the off season. I said you could make a you make a call and it's due diligence. I ain't, I was no hype on it. I didn't care for. I didn't care about Russ. I was impressed. I was impressed about Russ. And thank God because Daniel Jones better than him right now. He be, Daniel Jones better than Russell, Russell Wilson. Let's ride right now. And that's let's it. Hide. Yeah, let's hide. What what Miles gotta say? He's sitting there on his phone acting like he's too cool. What you gotta say? What about Dan Jones? Yeah, he's been he's been cool. He's been a cool quarterback to watch this year. I mean, it's been been, uh, better than most years. So uh, I'll give him I'll give him his flowers. But uh, I don't know. We still got to see this for a full season. I'm not I'm not sold just yet. But he has looked good so far. You know, he's he's dinking and dunking, but hey, this is what you got to do when there's nobody to throw to. So, I don't want to hear dinking and dunking. He's completing third, third, it was third and 14, dimes to, to Slayton. You pull these highlights up, as I'm saying, it pulled the highlights up. Third and 14, dime to Slayton on, on, a, on a crazy dig route, hit him right in stride. And actually, he's three in, in the middle of a zone. He throws it towards the ground. Slayton goes to the ground, catches to protect his, to protect his wide receiver. That's how accurate he is. It was like third and like third and 12. Wandell Robinson hits a whip route, hits him right over the middle. Yo, man. I am telling you, the man makes big throws. He, Danny Dimes is an accurate nickname. He is accurate with the football. 67% completion. Hey, I'll give you another, another stat because I came here with stats. That I saw on Pro Football Focus that his, his true completion percentage, accounting for drops, because, you know, again, he's throwing Drewski, accounting for drops, he has the highest completion percentage in the league at 81%, higher than anybody else. Mahomes, Burrow, Zach, Zachary, Wilson, everyone. No one has a better one. He's number one in the league, 81%. And we ain't talking about no dick and dunks. We're talking about big time, money well, down. We brought to Saquon. My no. brother yeah, we don't talk about, actually. This, we is don't, not, this is not what we care about. PFF? We, 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 we talk about, about shovel that. passes. What are we doing? Shovel passes? You're crazy. Yeah, both, <laughs> got both of them. Hey, Antonio, do, yo, do right by Daniel Jones. Pull up his highlights. He has plenty of money down throws you can post on here. And we can run that shit for like for five minutes. All right, I'm just saying. Talking about 81%. 81%. Hey, Chris, don't don't talk too loud. 
Because the Bengals are three and three. Don't talk too loud. Bengals are three and three with a harder schedule. Don't talk too loud. Bengals are three and three with the third hardest schedule. Keep your voice down. Bengals are three and three with the third hardest schedule in football. Don't don't come at me. We're gonna be just fine because we about we about to go on a five game win streak right now with our schedule. All right, all right. Don't that. Yeah, see that. See that clip. We we gonna have some dirty bird on Sunday. I don't know. They've been real gritty lately. So they have. don't sleep. Eat fry them. Week six takeaways, man. I'll start off. One of my biggest week six takeaways, which a lot of people are not talking about because it's not that important or that sexy of a conversation, but Billy Zappi. I don't think Mac Jones could get that starting job back whenever he come back. Billy Zappi. And the three games he paid has a passer rating of 100 or better in each single game, 596, four touchdowns, and one interception. Compare it to Mac Jones, 786, two touchdowns, five interceptions. You got to sit that man down. Billy Zappi. Now, I know Jerry Jones with a quarterback controversy with Cooper and Dak. No, this is where the real quarterback competition is at over in New England. Star Billy Zappi. And Kyler Murray, that man needs Hopkins more than ever. Like, just more, than, more than Greg need a cut. Need him bad. Real bad. Hey, Chris, I'm, I'm going to take you to get a real, a real haircut someday. You I'm keep saying that. But what did you, you say? Uh, uh, what did you say the last time I got a cut? I inspected your – I ain't see. I ain't see no flaws. Come on, man. It's hit or miss at you, man. No, 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 no. My mother does this. You hit it. You hit it. You got. You got. You're, it's hit and miss, man. You got. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like it's like. I don't know. It's like it's like Jack Carl. Your, your hair like your hair cuts like Jack Carlos <laughs> catalog. You know, like it's just hit and miss. I don't know what y'all want to get with you. I don't know. I man. know you ain't just compare me to Jack Harlow, R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Stop it. No, you saying I'm like R.J. Barrett is anti-black. It's anti black. I'm, I'm gonna call the NAACP on you. That's anti black. <laughs> that's anti black. What were some of y'all biggest takeaways from week six? Now, real quick to your point about Bailey Zappi, though, Bill Belichick's been known to ride the hot hand. I don't think he's afraid at all of sitting Matt Jones down if Bailey Zappi keep balling out. He'll get his job back. Why do you think that? McCorkle? I think he's their guy. I think. They scheme this up nice for Bailey Zappi, but I think that's their guy. I mean, they wouldn't have taken him in the first round. And then year two, you give up on him after, what, playing a game and a half, two games? I don't think that's going to happen. But I could be wrong. We could be seeing another Tom Brady thing, but I just don't see it. Mm, I think Bill will do it. I think Bill has the stones to do it. If any if any coach – it has the rapport and has the staying, you know, the staying power, has whatever you want to call it. The, you know, the corners to do it is Bill. Bill will sit that sit Mac McCorkle down with no remorse and ride the hot hand for as long as you know Zappy will get, will take him. So you know, I think people should get used to seeing Zappy for a little bit because the results when my man was out there and when Mac was out there was not the best. So I, I think they're going to give this a real go. He's playing good football. And again, the longer Mac is out, the worse it gets. So I'm gonna say this ain't this is not, you know, what's it called? Cooper Rush versus and Dak. It's it's not that because it was never a conversation. By you the way, the worse it gets for Mac. 
the worse it gets for Mac, the longer yeah. it's out, the worse it gets. The, 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 this is not Dak versus Cooper Rush. There was never a conversation that actually we had there. Jerry Jones is just an idiot who's just trying to rile people up. The reality is Dak Jones was always going to come back and Dak Jones. Dak, <laughs> Dak Prescott was always going to come back and be the starting quarterback. That was always going to be the reality of the situation. So it's all cute and fun and games. But we saw what Cooper looked like on Sunday night. We saw, we saw what Bailey Zappi looked like uh, on Sunday afternoon. And I'm telling you, man, there's a chance that guy's going to be here for a little bit. They'll ride, they'll ride the hot hand for a little bit. I hey. think I think another takeaway, too, like – well, go ahead. No, go ahead. What was your takeaway? Go ahead. It, it's a different game, but – Yeah, the, go ahead. I'm the talking Jets, about the, the Jets going up to Lambeau and, and getting it done. Um, obviously, wasn't the prettiest of, of quarterback play. We're going to get that out right now. You know, when, didn't have to you know, be. What? What? We rolled we, – it was just the running game. That was it. Yeah, the, 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 the running the running game the running game was hot, but uh, look, Zach Zach Wilson struggling to get ten completions on on eighteen attempts that that was pretty ugly. But yes, Brees Hall is that guy. He he he's gonna be a good duo with Michael Carter going forward. Um, and and you guys play Smash Mouth football in that sense, but I think I think the defense is where y'all really stand out. Sauce Gardner, I knew what Sauce Gardner was for the past few years when he was at Cincy. I watched the games every Saturday. Y'all just catching up now. But but sauce sauce is that guy. Sauce is that guy. D, DJ Reed's that guy um on the outside. And and what they were able to do against a struggling Green Bay offense. And you think after their loss in London to the Giants, they were going to come back and get it going at home. It, look, the the Jets defense is for real. I'm not sure about their offense, but but their the Jets defense is for real. And if if the Jets can go ahead and, and get Garrett Wilson involved more. And Elijah Moore involved more along with that strong running game that you guys got. The play action gonna go crazy. If, if Zach Wilson is consistent. Hey, yes, big if. I agree. Big if. But I will say this. Um, just a couple of things I want to do. You have to remember this. We talk about defense, it's fine. Don't forget about Quinn and Williams. He's the second best interior oh, yeah. lineman this season. Yeah. Behind he, Dexter look, New York. Look. But, He's but the best but he's the best one. Chill out. Now nah, he's the second best in the defensive the interior lineman. Best. He's better than that guy. Then who? The one guy. Say his name. Say his name. You talking about Kayvon or uh, say that brother's name? No. I don't know it. I don't no, know. No, no. Sexy Dexy. Say his name. Sexy Dexy. I ain't name. I'm never saying. Mr. Lawrence. You just said it. I'm never saying. <laughs> nah, but but Greg, to your point, there's a big reason why Quinn Williams is able to get home. DJ Reed and mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner tying up them wide receivers, mm. allowing him to get more time to get to the quarterback. That's it all right. starts at the cornerback play. You take yeah. away those wide receivers, those defensive linemen can get home. Speak on it. Speak on it. He's preaching. Pa- Pastor CJ is preaching today. Hey, and, and I'll say this. Uh, my man, yeah. Dexter Lawrence. You blow him. <laughs> my man, Dexter Lawrence, he's getting to the quarterback with a guy named Fabian Moreau in coverage. He ain't even got no time. He ain't even got no time. He's getting he's getting home, though. He getting, he's sacking Lamar Jackson in, in big critical downs. That's all I'm going to say. But it's not, it's not, we're not comparing. Let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Jets, okay? The run game's been phenomenal. The defense has been phenomenal. They're, they're a viable team in the AFC. They, they really could make it to the playoffs. But Chris's point is valid. I'm glad we're talking about it because the malign quarterback on the other side with the Giants, we're still talking about Daniel Jones like he, ain't, like he ain't him. We'll figure it out soon, soon come. But y'all talking about – we're not talking about Zach Wilson. Why not? Why are we not talking about Zach Wilson? Is it, they or they were running the ball. It's a Kyle Shanahan offense. That's fair. Because yeah, there was no passing lanes open. If you watched the game, you would have known that. You was busy watching. It's no, it's no pass. It's no passing lanes open. What? What do you mean? 
Against Green mean? Bay? They got a good secondary. What are we talking about? Jair Alexander is one of the top. I just watched Daniel coaches. Jones fry them. He was frying them. Frying them. 21 to 27, killing them. Killing them. Those pass oh, lanes and, that day. Saquon had like, what, 14 catches? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Hey, fact check him. This guy, yo, this is Miles Trump. Hey, freeze frame Miles' head and put Trump on his head right quick. Just put a put a uh, splash effect on his head. It's my misinformation right here. Look, I gotta I gotta say one more thing about Zach Wilson too, because my here's my concern with him. The the game that Brees Hall just played, where he ran for how many yards, 166, whatever the case was, teams are gonna start to overplay that run. They're gonna understand that this is a very good. New York Jets rushing football team, and they're going to overplay the run, and they're going to force Zach Wilson to sit in the pocket and throw the ball. And if he's struggling to get 10 completions like he did against Green Bay, which is a very good secondary, you guys got the Bills coming up, and you got – who else you got coming up? You got the Denver Broncos coming up. That Denver Broncos secondary, they're scary. They're going to overplay that run, and they're going to force uh, your boy to sit in the pocket and make some, some big-time throws. We're we talking about some, some Burrow-type throws. So, some, as Greg alluded to, some Daniel Jones type throws, all right? On that third and four, them third and 14 dig routes, Miles. Can, can Zach Wilson do that? We're going to see. I know he's not making three and three throws right Cause, now. Because I know, I know you high right now on, on four and two. I know you high right now on four and two, but you got the Denver Broncos coming up and the Bills coming up. So, you're good. Yo, he's you crazy, bro. 11, 11 wins, right? 11 wins, yeah. I love it. A lot closer than y'all will be. <laughs> you guys, bro, we won three out of our cold in look, Ohio. Look, look, we we may have started on two. We, sunny in Philadelphia, it's cold in Ohio. <laughs> we may have started on two, but we won three of the last four. We're gonna keep this thing rolling. We figuring it out. Keep feeding Jamar. Keep feeding Jamar. Keep feeding Jamar. Hey, because he got him on. Fantasy. Hey, we could we could talk about the Bengals if y'all want to. They don't even. He's not even on TV. Before before we talk about the Bengals game, and we're gonna get there, I just want to say I'd be remiss if I did not Man, say the Giants, Andy Dalton, I like the Giants are a top five team in the NFL. Okay, big takeaway: Giants are a top five team in the NFL right now. Just all I'm gonna say, they're for real. Respect them. They beat Lamar Jackson. That's a big deal. That's a really really big deal. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Not by not a fluke. None of none of these wins are fluke wins. All right. They're handling business. Almost a day. It's a it's a it's, this Giants team is serious. They'll be there to be there to be reckoned with. So the way we're here. But okay, we on to the next takeaway. I've waxed point about the Giants enough on the podcast. I'm sure the Giants fans got their fix. Nah, bro. It's it's cool to see it's cool to see you excited about them because look, like you said, they they truly are bought in. You saw it in Kayvon Thibodeau's video after the game where he's doing that little selfie video of how happy he is to, to be there and be Brian. and and bro, that's a testament to, to the culture that they got going on there. So I'm oh. I'm curious to see how far they can take it because Again, Dable ain't no slouch. We, we, we saw what he did with Josh Allen and, and the quarterback he turned him into. So let's see what he can do with Daniel Jones. Sorry, working one. Sorry, you working one. You know, you know, it's crazy. Well, Miles don't got a lot to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> About what? Well, Miles, well, Miles ain't got no hating. Well, Miles don't got no hating commentary for you. Yo, you know, you're I doing say? well. What I'm just I saying, say? you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing to say. You can't, you know, you can't. You can't poo-poo on my parade, you know, and I and I can. Why would I? I? I gave him his props. Let's make it sure. Give him a medal or something. I don't. I don't understand. We, you should give him one of your give him one of give him one of your medals real quick. You got in your room. I'm tracking eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
how you mentioned we we talked all this good talk about the Giants. You said they were the number five, top five team in the NFL. The top team in the NFL has to be right now the Philadelphia Eagles. Still undefeated, playing well on both sides of the ball. One of the biggest components for them on that defensive side is Darius Slay. Would you rather Darius Slay edition? Mm. Would you rather Darius Slay, Marlon Humphrey? Slay. Slay right now. Marlon Humphrey pre-injury, but Slay right now. Right. Slay right now. Jair Alexander. Jair. You you a big Jair fan. Jair Cole. Jair. I'm going Slay. I'm going Slay. He they don't throw it. They don't throw it as high. Yeah, but you it's a little weird how you 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 be rooting for Jair like you like y'all y'all hometown buddies like. I know people, man. Jair, man. Jair, Jair. They don't throw it. They don't throw it as high. Cheesehead, huh? I don't know cheesehead though. <laughs> no, it's because he called me a Republican. <laughs> Xavier Howard. We're talking about um, Xavier Howard. Yeah. Are we talking about right now? I, right I, now. I, I got I got lost for a second. I thought you were talking about Xavier Rhodes. Um, if, you, yeah. if you said if you right. if you said yes, no, 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 no. you still said yes. No, nah, I'm talking about that career he had with the Vikings. But uh, yeah, no, nah, exa- I'm going with Xavier Howard right now. That's why. <laughs> what you say? He's high on the Vikings. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. That's right. My boy that's Kurt. Right. My boy Kurt getting it done. You see him with the iced out chains too. That boy chains. Kurt going. Kurt's going. He's racing. Oh, I gotta. I gotta send you the video. I gotta send you the video, bro. They he they was. put the chains all on Kurt. He going crazy. Oh hell no. <laughs> Yo, Kirk for the culture, low key. Don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Yo, you crazy man. This is crazy. You see, that's what's wrong, bro. He saw that Baker Mayfield video of him dancing, doing the doing the whip, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, he's invited to the cookout." That was Chris, bro. He was that dude. Raymond <laughs> Diggs, Darius Slay, easy, easy, easy. Wait, hold on. Let's touch on that real quick. Why? Why you say easy? Because I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my point of view in a second. Because he's a technical corner who can actually mirror wide receivers in and out of breaks, and he, he, he just plays the position beautifully. He plays it more st- more soundly than Trayvon Diggs, who's going to just take ch- he's gonna take chances. I agree with that. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say that they they both play aggressive, but Trayvon Diggs, he plays aggressive way too much where he's just ball hawking and, and being aggressive where uh, Darius Slay knows, like, one, well, the one thing about Darius Slay that makes him great is he is a ball hawk, right? But he knows, like, what what plays to take chances on that aren't super risky as where Trayvon Diggs just seems to like, oh, I can make a play on this and then ends up getting burned, right? So um, glad you noticed that. I know football. Yo, football. Check, check check the chat, bro. Check, check out my boy Kurt with the with the iced out. This is ridiculous. Iced out neck. He be hanging with little baby, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Kirk, Kirk's a Mormon. <laughs> Kirk be, Kirk be, so, Kirk be soaking it. He be soaking. You don't know so kids. Chill, chill, chill. I'll send that to the chat later. We're not talking about soaking <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no, I gotta look that up. That's crazy. Look up soaking, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. So- soaking in Utah, specifically soaking in Utah. 
That's what you gotta look up. It's something that only happens in Utah. And Greg would bring it up on the show. This <laughs> is... We just gonna go to week seven pickums, bro. <laughs> Falcons are three and three. Bengals are three and three. Have the Bengals actually turned this around? Looking at the schedule, they could go on a three-game winning streak from here on out. The next three games, they definitely are in a position to win. They could be six and three at the end of all of this, seven and three. Who y'all got? Falcons at Bengals. I gotta take the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals here. I think I think it's I think they're figuring it out. I I, I gotta take the Bengals. I I know that the NFL is a crazy place where teams who aren't supposed to win win games. And the Falcons are one of those annoying teams, but I, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I just think that him and Jamar and, and, and Joe Burrow have soon have found their, their chemistry. And if there's any defense that's going to stop them, it won't be the Falcons. I don't think they have the cornerback play to stop my man. I mean, Terrell's good. Sure, AJ Terrell's pretty good, but is he stopping Jamar for real? I don't know. Come on, Miles. Let's not – Miles, I know you want to have fun with Chris. I know he's three and three. It's cool. It's been fun, but let's be, let's be serious. Oh, oh, you fart? You covered your nose like you farted. What? You in you in your room stinking it up? No, I'm thinking about this stupid pick I gotta make. Go ahead, make your pick, bro. I'm gonna take the Falcons. <laughs> I can't win, bro. Eleven wins for the Jets, and he's gonna take the Falcons. Hey, it it, it, it could no. go out. Why? Like, y'all would win what? Thirteen. And I did not say 13. I did not say 13 at all. I all said right. I knew we had the third hardest schedule. I said nine. Really? You said nine? I don't think you said nine. You said we nine? Can run, we can run I the ten. I didn't say more than nine. Done. I could I could tell you that. I know I didn't say more than nine. Nine's low. We got the third hardest schedule. <laughs> Damn, nine? Oh, nine. No, Falcons are on the schedule. So <laughs> hey, why are you picking the Falcons? Why are you picking the Falcons? I don't know. They've been playing a lot better. No, no, I didn't mean like I don't know, but it's funny. For some reason, this like way they're playing, where it's kind of erratic with Marcus Mariota doing this like RPO, and it it's still working. Like they don't really pass the ball, but they keep this game real slow, low scoring, and that's how they're winning right now. So, and the defense isn't that they're not playing that bad. Like I said, AJ Terrell is a threat on defense. He's been locking up most of this year. And is T. Higgins coming back this week? T. Higgins was back last week. I yeah. didn't know. I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, this guy. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Chris. This man, Miles, is funny. I love you, bro, though. You keep it interesting for sure. Um, <laughs> I already know who I'm picking. I'm, I'm gonna be at the game. You might see me on TV. I'm gonna I'm go crazy. I might be. I might be with the dude that has the orange face and the black crazy hair and all. Oh, that. you mean the big, the mean the big, the big pussy cat? <laughs> Stop it, bro. Stop it. Stop it. We're not even going there. But nah, for I'm, I'm picking the Bengals. I think, and, and I don't pick the Bengals every week. But this is a game. I bought tickets for this game because I thought we could win. I bought tickets back in June for this game because I thought we could win. I want to go see a game where we can win. We already came up to MetLife and whooped up on them Jets and got that dub. Now we're going to go back home and we're going to get this dub against the Falcons. And here's why. We talked about play calling for the Bengals early on and how much of a struggle it has been to the start of the season. And they're starting to figure it out. These past three games, the line has looked much better. 
Lael Collins still a little shaky at times, but last week he played pretty well. He played pretty pretty well. Uh, but in terms of like running the football, Joe Mixon hasn't been so great this year, but we finally got some things going and we've been doing it at a shotgun. We only went on our center twice uh, last week. Everything's been at a shotgun. RPO was built into a bunch of different plays. Um, and Joe looks extremely comfortable. 300 yards last week against the Saints, which is a pretty good defense. And the thing that works for the Bengals is like Miles talked about, oh, A.J. Terrell is going to shut down Jamar Chase. That's fine. We got T. Higgins. We got Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst to throw to as well. You can't guard us all. And we showed that last week against the Saints. It was just too versatile. We were just spreading the ball around. Multiple receptions by our wide receiving core and, and our tight end. So, um, look, man, I'm, I'm going with the Bengals. The, the only thing that I'm, I'm worried about is the, the defense could not stop the run against the Saints last week. It, it was horrendous. We, we couldn't stop the run. Um, and, and that's going to be a key for us this week. You know, the de- offense had to step up and uh, finally win the game for us when, when the defense couldn't, and we did. So hopefully the defense is back this week and the offense can continue to put up points. Giants will be 6-1 and one this week at Jaguars. I, I, I haven't picked against the – I haven't picked – I actually haven't picked the Giants in the last three weeks. If you guys have been following the show, I've been picking against them. Right. This is this is the classic trap game, but I do think they're well coached and it, it would be disingenuous for me to pick against the Giants right now. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win this game because they, it's just working. OK, it's working. The Giants keep winning these games. So I'll pick the Jaguars to win this game, even though I think it's wild that the, the money line opened up with the Jaguars as favorites. It makes no sense. The Giants aren't getting the respect they deserve yet by people in Vegas. That's fine. Look, I know the Jaguars have a good defensive line. I know that the Giants have a good offensive line. It's a great, I can't believe I'm saying that. The Giants have a good offensive line. They're playing good football right now. And the best offensive lineman in football by a mile. So I think that they're going to be able to have some success here. I'm picking the Jaguars. This feels like a trap game, but I think the Giants will win this game and ultimately be six and one. So y'all take, well, y'all take of that what y'all want, but I have to pick the Jaguars on the record because every time I'm picking against the Giants, it's working. We're winning games. So I'm not going to change it, but I do expect the Giants to win the game. So I'm going to say, they don't have a big game. They can give some yards through the air. Hey, hey, Matt Ryan threw like 400 yards last week, right? 360-something, 360-something, 360-something. But but Daniel Jones ain't going to be dicing them up like – Why not? Because Matt Ryan had people to throw to. Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce. You just just mentioned that Daniel Jones has no one to throw. Wandell is back. Wandell is back. They'll be throwing to Wandell. Darius Slayton is, is emerging, playing good football. They'll be throwing to him. They have a, we have a really good chemistry together. And I think that Saquon get invo- and go involved in the passing game, too. And we are tight end, a rookie tight end, Daniel Belger, is playing really good football right now, too. They'll get involved. I think they'll find creative ways to get involved in the passing game. I think that he'll have his best game through the air. Daniel Jones will have his best game through the air in this game. Also, Doug Peterson, for what it's worth, did say this morning that, you know, he can't sleep on Daniel Jones. So I'm just saying. Daniel Jones is that is that dude. If he said in, if he said anything else, he'd be making headlines. So he he said he said the right thing. Nah, relax. No, 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 no. They asked him a question and he had no, to give no, no, an no, answer. No. So he he gave the best answer no, 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 no. where he wouldn't get flagged. No, no, no. Don't do that. Because he, he, you, you know damn well that these 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 coaches are very honest about the about quarterback play. A la Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. We can, they can be honest. When they meet, they mean what they say out here, too. It ain't all coaches speak. It's not the first coach I've heard speak positively about Daniel Jones. I'm just saying, don't, don't. No, nah, that. I'm, I'm that, that's probably a fair thing. You can't sleep on Daniel Jones, but what did you expect him to say? Daniel Jones is trash? 
if he if, if he thought it was trash, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have said what he said. So I'm saying, nah, no, no, he would. Certain coaches, not not Doug Peterson. All right, whatever. Well, Doug, 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 about to get Doug, about to get whooped on. Listen, but I, I, I'm, picking, I'm picking the Jaguars. Jaguars are on a three-game losing streak. I think they bounced back this week. Mm. They got off to a hot start. I love you. Been in a little bit of a slump. I love Just, you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing great. 20 of 22 last week, 165 yards, only one touchdown. But, like, the one thing about him this year is he's protecting the ball, and he's completing a lot of passes with his attempts. Um, so I think they get it going this week against the Giants. Are they keeping him clean, the offensive line? Because that's my check. Dexon, Dex Lawrence. Nah, he, he was sacked four times last He was sacked four times so last what week. do you think is about to happen against the Giants? It's about to get dicey over there. No, no, no. They're going to get real dicey. They're going to make adjustments. They're going to watch some film, and they're going to get it right. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Miles, what about you? <laughs> I'm taking the Giants. I think y'all are going to. Oh, you're taking the Giants, but you're not taking the Bengals. They're going to make things happen. Wow. Well, because y'all the Bengals. All right. So, um, <laughs> and what are the Giants? Whoa. Hey. Relax. I have Super Bowls. I have rings. On that. Relax. I got rings. No, 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 no. You know, I, I ain't, I'm not talking about I almost won. I, I won rings. Come, come with respect. You, you loud as I don't know why you laughing. We in the same boat, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I got a paddle. You got a paddle. We in that same boat. It is what it talking, is, dog. Who are you talking to, Tone, right now? Nah, Miles. Oh. Cowboys got rings. <laughs> we got one a long time ago. What did the Bengals get? Almost. You guys got a second-place banner. But we, we're talking about the Giants, right? Um, yeah, I think Daniel Jones is going to come out, and he's going to play decent football, and they're going to feed off the run. This is a game where I think Saquon – Blows the lid off the, the place. Really? Is it home or it's in Jacksonville? It's in, it's in Jacksonville, and the D-line's not bad. Are you sure that's the way you want to I was about to say, it? Josh Allen not playing, Miles? I mean, I'm not worried about no Josh Allen. He can't – he's not – hey, hey, watch film of Andrew Thomas handling Josh Allen in college. Give me a break. I ain't worried about that. I had the, the best left tackle in football. Really what I'm talking about is the interior defensive line. They have a good interior defensive line. That pick they gave me – this the first round pick. What's that – first overall pick. What's that guy's name? I can't remember his name, bro. What's that guy? What's that guy's name? He's so, like – he was such a surprise pick. Did the Jaguars got a, made the, the number one pick, and it was like this interior defensive lineman. I'm just forgetting his name. I just, it's blue, but he's been playing good football. All right, and I think that that's going to somewhat doesn't matter. Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. There you go. Trayvon Walker. So I, I think that's going to matter in the run game, controlling it. I think that's going to keep Saquon under. You know, Saquon will still get his 80, 80 90 yards because that's what he does. He's a machine, but it's the big plays may be limited. So I, I, I think that. It'll be a, a bigger. It'll be a more of an emphasis in the past game this this week for the Giants. But they'll I think they'll win the game. But I'm picking the Jaguars just because you know how that go. You know what I'm doing. Reverse psychology. I need I need the Giants to lose so y'all quiet down a little bit. It's funny though because I think Greg's picking the Giants, but he's just saying he's not because he's he's saying he's picking the Jaguars, but he's like, yo, we're gonna whoop up on them, but we're also gonna lose, but. <laughs> like yo, make your mind up, dog. What is it? I made up my mind. I told you it was reverse psychology. I'm picking. I'm picking them. All the Jaguars on the record, because every time I pick it, pick against the Giants, they win. So I'm just, I'm just sticking with it. I'm not messing up a good thing. <clears throat> Last one. Jets are at. Let's ride. How do y'all see this one going out? Broncos he might not even play. So I think he picked the Broncos, Broncos with quickness. Who? <laughs> the Broncos. Who, wait, who, who might not play? Russell Wilson. 
He's got a hamstring injury. Is Andrew not unlimited? Mr. Unlimited. I'm about to say, man, Mr. Limited. He going to be back. He's looking limited right now. <laughs> that, 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 defense is, that defense is something serious. Yeah, I think he, he, I, I would take us even if he was healthy. So I don't blame him. I can't say I blame Moss for this one. I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't pick, I can't pick this guy. To show me that, like, I'm afraid of what they're going to do. Yeah, for real. They got all these weapons, but. Yet Melvin Gordon's got like three carries last game. Jerry Judy's not getting targets. Sutton's not getting targets. So, and that's with this two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback. So, I'm rocking with my team again. Hey, so, the kicker has half of the points that the that's Broncos crazy. have all season. The worst kept secret is that they have Brian Hoard dressed up in a in a Russell Wilson suit playing football this year, and it's just not going well. It's just not going well. So I can't pick. I'm not. I'll pick the Jets. All, in, all engines are go. Real Let's quick. Fly. Real quick, right? Quick answer on this one, especially coming from you, Greg. Smoke Alert sent this to us, and he wanted to have our opinion. So, of course, we love to hear from our followers, our listeners, the people that rock with us, the Bench Mob ENT fan. Mm-hmm. If you did the 2018 NFL draft over, and the Giants pick specifically, do you go Saquon still or do you go Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Josh Allen or Lamar. I, I'd go Josh Allen, though, if I could redo it all over again, Josh Allen. But I also, the coaching staff to maximize him was never here, but you still take the quarterback over the running back. I mean, as great as Josh Allen is, it's a no-brainer. And I love Saquon, but I love Saquon. Saquon's a He's a gold jacket guy. He's he's that good. He's Barry Sanders 2.0. But Josh Allen is the undisputed, like, easy choice here because the quarterback has sold so much more value. And as great as he is, if you got if you got the right coaches in the building, man, imagine where we'd be at. Yeah, I'd take Josh Allen. Although, you know, it's okay. I got Daniel Jones. But still, you know, Josh Allen. I think, and by the way, I I, I would do Josh, I do it in this order. Josh Allen, Lamar. Then Saquon. I take Josh Allen over Lamar. Kills me to, 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 to do this, but I, I think we can all agree Josh Allen is the best quarterback of one of the best quarterbacks in football, if not the best, outside of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. And he outdueled them. I don't know, man. It's tough. So you we just talked about the draft. <clears throat> Based off the Alabama Tennessee game, there are some players that definitely their stock went up in that game. Tennessee upsets Bama. Not many expected it, but Bama, the last three, four weeks have been in close games where they're luckily getting out and finally caught up to them. What were y'all biggest takeaways from watching this game and seeing Bama actually lose? First off, you love to see it. You love to see it. I mean, that's that's all I did Saturday was sit and watch that game. And, you know, I haven't watched Alabama much this year. I've been watching a lot of Ohio State and Georgia, but – Bryce Young coming off that shoulder injury, you, you wanted to see what he was going to play like. And, and he played, he balled out. He balled out. I mean, 450 something yards, um, you know, only two touchdowns. But again, when, when you're throwing 52 attempts and, and you're completing 30 plus, you know, you, you're having a good game. But the problem that I have with, with Alabama, too many penalties and they, and they weren't playing defense. Like there's no reason that that game should have been that high scoring. 
right? It was, it was very poor secondary play, especially on the Alabama side. It was kind of like a shootout. And, and at the end of the day, like 17 penalties for 130 yards on Alabama side, like, come on, that's, that's horrible. That's, that's not good football at all. There, there's no reason Alabama shouldn't have won that game. They had plenty of, as even with uh, Hendon, Hendon, what's his name? Uh, the quarterback for Tennessee. Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Even, even with him throwing five touchdowns to, to Jalen Hyatt, at the end of the day, like, there were so many chances for Alabama to win that game, and they just kept biting themselves in the, in the foot or whatever, whatever the saying is. You know, it, it was bad. Do we think Tennessee is going to be an actual uh, playoff team this year? They could be. I mean, that's the first step. We got to go through Alabama, and they did that. So now, I mean, if they make it to the conference championship, they got to go through Georgia. So if they can do that, sure. But everybody knows the SEC sometimes takes two teams, but they just got to make sure they win every other game up until that point. Are we looking at Are we looking at Hendon Hooker as an actual? Heisman candidate. I mean, when you put, I don't see how you like can. That, yeah. And then, when's the last time Tennessee was up this high? Like Peyton Manning? I don't know. It's been one of those years where I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen, but I didn't expect an upset like that last week. Like, I just assumed like Bama was getting Bryce Hook, Bryce Hooker, uh, Bryce Young, Bryce Young back and. They'd roll, roll tide. But, I mean, things don't work like that. You got to come and show up on Saturdays. They usually do work like that, though. Like 99.9% of the time it works like that. They roll tide. (laughs) That's the crazy part. Yeah, but like you said, the defense is not up to what you expect. Like They got Will Anderson, Anderson, but that's about it. Like the secondary is suspect. And we've seen that in in past games. Like they almost lost to – Texas A&M because they were giving up big plays. So, yeah, I think it was more shocking too, just because of the fact that like it's not like Tennessee's been this powerhouse of a, a school that's that's been good in, in years past. Like they've been very very mid, and you know this coach has only been in, in the seat for the past two years. They've been going through coaches like people go through groceries. You know, it's not they haven't had that stability that Alabama has had over the past year. I mean, this is the first time what they beat uh, a top 10 school since 2006, 15, 15 years, they were saying. Um, and that's why it was such a big deal. I mean, you see Jalen Hyatt in, in the locker room like this, smoking a cigar with Peyton Manning, you know, they, they were going crazy. And I think Hendon Hooker coming from Virginia Tech and, and playing against some of these big time schools and, and showing that he can compete with the best of them. Because um, if you look at his numbers, he he protected the football as well. He, he had one interception, but when you have one interception to, to five touchdowns um, and you only missed eight or nine throws throughout the entire game, that's good quarterback play. And the thing that I liked about his game too, is like, he didn't hesitate to run the football. He didn't sit in that pocket and wait around to get sacked and try to force something and make something happen. He tucked that thing and he ran it. He's like 30 years old, by the way, Hendon Hooker. He's, he's what? He's like 30 years old. He's very old. Wow. All right, don't, don't do that. He's old, man. You joking? Or are you serious? He's not that he's old. Thir- he's he's like he's like thirty. He's like yo, he's got kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now nah, you always give me a heart attack for this. I'm like, how? Yeah, he's like twenty five. He's old, bro. He's twenty five miles. 
said transfer portal. Let me see. Nah, he's old, bro. He's 24. He's 24. Relax. He's going to be 25 in January, though. You talk about his draft prospects. He's that old man. Come on now. He'll be a solid backup somewhere when he gets to the league. All right. He's going to be like Desmond. Your boy Desmond. Yeah, I Desmond about to start next year. Since he. Y'all keep making these Desmond Ritter jokes, bro. We coming to the end of the show. Thank you all for that. Has been watching so far. Make sure you subscribe, share this with somebody. We don't talk about it often, but I know this is a requested that we touch on it. I don't think we will have that much to say on it, but Deontay Wilder, first round knockout. It was asked who we think would be a best opponent for him to fight next. That could be Jordan. That's who. That <laughs> could be Jordan. <laughs> like, I don't care about Deontay Wilder anymore. Like, he lost his chance when he lost to Tyson Fury. And then he's fighting Tyson Fury Jr. on, on Saturday night. Like, it was it's a joke. Like, he's kind of a joke at this point. So, I mean, he can keep fighting. But once you lose to a guy three times, it's like, it's kind of washed. Mm. So, what is he known for saying? What was his, what do you say? To this day. To this day. To this day, yeah. Well, he should fight Anthony Joshua. Two, I was about to say the same two thing. Bums. Two bums. Damn, two bums. Why do why black men got to be bum, Miles? Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua used to be nice. He used to be. They both used to be nice. But then they got hit by something stupid. Keep keep going too long. I'll be honest. To, to this day, I don't care about but Deontay Wilder. No, <laughs> no I, I don't know, bro. Who's she fighting now? Hey, I, I, I don't know. I feel like y'all... Fight Tyson Fury again. One more try. One more time. Let's it's go for the children. He, li- he literally lost to him three times. Like that. Wait, three fight, times? It was three times he fought him already? He lost yeah. twice, but that first one, he was dominating him, and he just got hit towards the end. So they kind of gave it as a tie. But I don't know. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Deontay Wilder as a, a threat anymore to, to Tyson Fury. While we're on this topic, is 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 heavyweight boxing really a thing? Do people really like tune into this thing seriously? Like, or is this like I feel like boxing is just not as prevalent or as popular in pop culture as it used to be? Well, I think they pay attention more to the Shakur Stevensons of the world. Yeah, the Devin Haney's. Yeah, they love Devin Haney's, the Shakur. They like those guys. Obviously, you know Floyd. Devonta. Yeah, is he? Is he? What? What weight's he in? Thirty-five, I think. So he. He's like he's one of those like lightweight guys too. Yeah. Yeah. See tank. Yeah. People, people like trying to see these big boys tussling. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I'm just wondering. Hooks. I, I'm just. I, I'm just wondering because when I watch Deontay Wilder fight, seriously, he does not seem like the most technically fi- sound fighter. He looks like he's just trying to land one good haymaker and put you to sleep. That's his thing, and he'll look like he'll he'll get. He'll take a million jabs in the process of doing so. That's he leaves himself unguarded a lot. He also wore like a fifty. He also wore like a hundred pound suit to the to the to the walking down the uh, runway to the uh, ring. And then after the fight, said, "Oh, that joke was mad heavy. My bad. I shouldn't even done that. I was mad tired by the time I started fighting." <laughs> oh man, we gonna end off bringing back one of the old segments that we used to do. 
I tell, I bring up a crazy news article headline and y'all give me y'all response on the headline and we're going to end off the show with that. Um, Hoarder charged after 300 animals rescued from New York home. A social worker and the author of a self-published book titled Journey into Awareness, Reclaiming Your Life, was caught at her place of residence, found with 118 rabbits, 150 birds, 15 cats, seven tortoises, three snakes, several mice living among filth, surrounded by their own feces, urine, and covered with cockroaches. What was, what was her race? You know damn well. Why even ask? Because <laughs> if I did it, you would have. <laughs> the better question is, where was she from? Ohio? It's not a bit. <laughs> Might be. Hey, I don't even, what? Some of these stories are inexplicable. <laughs> okay. So what was she doing? Was she swimming in the feces? <laughs> you said snorting the feces? Swimming in it. She might have been sorting that too. It wasn't for new exotic drugs. That house must have smelled crazy. The thing I found crazy about this story is she's a social worker, which part of your job is to go check out police, people's places to mm. see if it's suitable for living. And you're doing this. And she was a self-help author with the book titled Self-Awareness. Mm. No, nah, I know she smelled crazy going to work. She probably one of those same people that have, like, you can't see out of their car. Like, it's just the driver's seat and everything else packed with garbage. Hoarder, straight, straight hoarder. And just for giggles, her name, she's 51 years old, and her name is Karen Keys. Oh, well, all, all of our questions were answered. Could have started with that. Is she from Ohio, though? I don't know. They didn't go into detail where she was from. They, it's cool. uh, is she, she's from, from Florida? She's from Cleveland. Cleveland. She's not from Cleveland. Get out of here. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, obviously, in this situation, this is really prevalent. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob ENT, we out. Peace. Peace.